What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head. But mostly role-playing games. I promise. So, it's my 101st episode. The first episode of the fifth season. Also known as the Dalmatian episode, which I totally stole from Barney of Loco Ludas. But it rules, so I had to use it here. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I think this season, as I call them, just completely arbitrarily. Uh, anyway, I think I'm going to try and talk more about, like, my actual gaming, what I'm actually doing, instead of talking theory. I, I just talk too much theory, I think, and I want to talk about some of the practical applications of the theory that I talk about when I'm actually at the table, either playing or running. So I, I, I want to do some more of that. Plus, I like hearing about other people's games. And so, you know, who knows? Maybe somebody wants to hear about the games I'm playing in. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm going to just tell you all what I've been up to this week as far as my gaming goes. And then I have a couple really, really nice call-ins that I got after my 100th episode um, they're, I, I just love them so much. Thank y'all. Thank you guys. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll play those towards the end, but yeah, so let's, uh, let's get into what I've been up to this week. I finally played in my first ever session of, uh, the rise of the rune Lords campaign for Pathfinder first edition this past week and I had a ton a ton of fun it was amazing it's the first time I've ever played uh, a game like that on roll 20 like fully maps and tokens on roll 20 and it it was easier than I thought it would be I wasn't perfect but I was able to mostly move around my tokens and eventually find them on the map a couple times i had to have the dm move move my piece for me um and that's not even counting like what it will be like when i get into combat because <laughs> i i did not get into combat in the first session <laughs> even though there was one i didn't participate in it so we were i was playing a paladin there is a cleric a bard and a rogue in the group, which it's it's a pretty solid solid group. The rogue, it's it's his first time ever playing Pathfinder, so he's played. I think they've played uh, maybe ten sessions before I joined, maybe less, uh, no more than ten. So he's just kind of learning things, and uh, the cleric has been playing for a while, and the bard is. Uh, my pal Woody, he's also in the Wheeler Woe podcast with me. He, um, so he's been playing for a long time. So it's a good mix of fresh blood and, you know, grognards, me, uh, <laughs> Pathfinder grognard. That doesn't even make sense. Anyway, anyway. So uh, we were exploring this. We had found a treasure map and we were exploring this kind of overgrown hill by this coast and there's a forest so we had to cross a bridge at one point and the rogue checked it for traps didn't fail the or totally failed the roll but because you know we're not 
metagamers or anything. We're like, cool, let's let's go. Um, we don't know as characters that the rogue fucked that up. We think the rogue did a fine job. And so we start crossing the bridge. None of us bothers to ask how high the bridge is <laughs> off the ground, which probably would have been a good question, but we none of us did. <laughs> and so we're going across, and then as soon as we're about halfway across... Uh, half of the bridge ropes go out, so the bridge goes sideways, and everyone needs to make a reflex saving throw. I, playing the paladin and full plate, uh, fail my reflex saving throw. <laughs> Mightily fail it. And so she goes, the DM is like, okay, you fall 80 feet. And I was like, oh my god, 80 feet, I'm going to be dead. That's uh, 8 D6 of falling damage plus some other stuff I think I would have taken. Luckily, though, and this is the first time I've ever seen it happen in a game, the bard had Featherfall. And it was the first time I've ever been saved by the Featherfall spell. And it was it was amazing. It I was just like, holy crap, this is why this spell exists, dude. This rules. You can cast it not on your turn to save your buddies. At Pathfinder, that's called an immediate action. You can take it not on your turn. And so he cast it on me. So I just hit the ground or hit the water because I fell into water. But luckily, I had put a bunch of points into the swim skill because <clears throat> as a person who's been playing these games for a long time, I know that if you're wearing full plate armor, heavy armor, if you go in the water, you, you're going to die. So I wanted to negate that as much as possible. So I put ranks in my swim skill. Plus my background, my dude's kind of a farmer country bumpkin guy. So I could picture him swimming around in lakes and rivers and stuff as a kid. Anyway, so I swim to the shore, but now I have to climb up 80 feet. <laughs> and so by the time I got to the top, the fight was well over. <laughs> I missed the whole entire thing and it was awesome. Like that might sound boring, but I've never had to make swim checks or climb checks that actually like really mattered before. And it was so much fun. I just thought that was really cool. Like trying to climb as fast as I could and then failing a roll and falling back some and then having to remake that ground. I don't know. I personally found it because I know the DM was like, Oh my God, like, Sorry that you, you know, you didn't get to do any combat stuff. I was like, no, no, no. This was, it was great, great fun because it was new and fresh and I just absolutely loved it. And so we ended the session. We're about to get into another big fight with a bunch of goblins. So now I'll be able to like show the folks what I can actually do uh, because the, the rogue has decided that he wants to be my manager because my paladin is like, like I said, this country bumpkin kind of stupid. Like, oh, hey, y'all. Oh, you guys are going to go kick some evil ass. Yeah, I'll go with you. Um, and so I'm just playing along, having him be my manager. And I haven't been very impressive yet. <laughs> so hopefully next week I'll be able to shine a little bit more. And uh, yeah, show these folks what old Leon Farmer is all about. Anyway, so yeah, that was, my, that was my game that I got to play in, and now I'll talk about the game that I ran. Okay, so I finally finished running 
my 20th level free shot of Pathfinder first edition last night. And wow, it was, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Um, they, they basically the bid, big bad guy for the whole thing was an angel a solar for those of you familiar uh with D monsters or you know not monsters but i had picked a solar before i had even you know before anyone had built their characters and then a couple of them decided that they wanted to play evil characters and i was like oh this isn't gonna go good <laughs> so the party trounced through the first encounter which i fully expected them to um, it was an easy encounter for them. They fought three, uh, basically CR 16 monsters took them down. No problem. And, but I had said like the monsters had said, we'll only give you the information you need over our dead bodies. And so basically the whole trick was they had to kill the monsters and then you speak with dead to find out the information they needed. And that took them a little bit longer than I thought it would to get to there. But they, they got there and then I hadn't thrown any puzzles at the party yet. And I love puzzles and I'm realizing more and more that people don't love puzzles or people might say they do love puzzles. And then when they get puzzles, they don't love them. <laughs> so yeah, DMs, GMs out there be, I love puzzles. I hate telling people to be cautious with puzzles, but yeah, anyway, so the puzzle took a very long time for them to figure out. Uh, I, yeah, I eventually had to give them the answer and move them forward just cause I really wanted to finish the game. Uh, but so the final battle happened and it was, it was awesome and going really well. He had dealt out some damage, but the, the player playing the Nightblade character, which like I mentioned is this third party class for Pathfinder. It's kind of like, a rogue mixed with the sorcerer almost but like all shadow magic based it's really cool super goth i love it uh, she had taken the player had taken this magic item called the otherworldly kimono which coincidentally enough is probably my all-time single favorite magic item in pathfinder <laughs> It's this awesome kimono that when you open it, it sucks whoever you want within 60 feet into the maze spell. And if any of y'all are familiar with the maze spell, it's in 3.0. I don't know how far back it goes, but it's a spell that puts the target into an extra dimensional maze that they... At the end of their turn, they have to make a an intelligence check to see if they can escape or not. So he got in that. Uh, she whipped out the otherworldly kimono, put put the bad guy into an extra dimensional maze, and he was probably in there for four rounds. They had four rounds to heal up, to cast a bunch of buff spells. Uh, that was also four or five rounds of the Solar not casting spells like Prismatic Spray, Power Word Kill, Power Word Blind. <laughs> spells like Destruction. My favorite, favorite spell in Pathfinder right now for today and yesterday. It's my favorite one. It um, 
it deals basically at this bad guy at the solar's level it deals 200 points of damage if they fail their save or 10 d6 if they fail so yeah it's a pretty good spell but anyway um so once they had that four once the party had that four or five rounds to heal and buff up it it was kind of they kind of plus they had surrounded it so after that it was kind of they wiped the floor with them pretty much he did the solar did repay the favor of getting sucked into an extra dimensional maze by casting the imprisonment spell on the night blade and that is a crazy eighth level spell in pathfinder that basically it doesn't kill the character it puts them in this crazy state of suspended animation deep down underground somewhere where nobody knows and they can never escape unless somebody finds them and you need shit like a wish spell might help you find them it's crazy <laughs> like that's what i love about high level spell casting when you're casting super high level spells not even all that high level but like fifth level spells are up death and hit point damage are not even close to the nastiest things you can do to a character. I mean, yeah, there are way better and more just detrimental things you can do to a PC if you're the DM than just straight up hit point damage. So if, yeah, when you're running high level, if you are ever running high level games, look at, look at the crazy, crazy things you can do to characters. <laughs> it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I'm very, very glad that I ran this. I'm glad I ran three sessions of it. Um, I, there is something to be said for running high-level games. It, is, it changes what you're doing. I mean, this was pretty much just kind of a monster of the week type thing where it's like, okay, you go to this place, fight this monster, go to that place, fight this monster, solve this puzzle, fight the boss monster. But at 20th level, you're just kind of, you're, you're having fun. You're experimenting with the game. You're seeing what this game can actually do. And Pathfinder at high levels can do a lot of really cool things that I personally really like. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just fun. It, it takes, I don't know. It, it takes a certain person to be into that kind of thing, I guess. But if you've never done it, I, I cannot recommend it enough. Run yourself a high-level game. It will open your eyes to the way the system works. Yeah, dudes. So that's it for my gaming this week. Now let me get to these awesome, just really, really nice call-ins. Uh, they just are. So let's do that. Hey, Joe Spencer here. And I just want to congratulate you on reaching 100 fucking episodes, man. If I can inject just a fraction of the energy and the passion that you bring to this community into what I do, well, I'm a very happy man. You're a constant inspiration to me. And um, I just want to thank you to, for that. And here's to a hundred more. Joe Richter, fuck yeah. Spencer, 
you absolutely do inject a ton of enthusiasm and joy into this community, man. I mean, I think my call in to you just the other day about your pipe dream commercial proves that, man. I I love your show. I think you're a fantastic dude, and it's it's just been so great getting to know you and all the rest of these anchorites out here. Uh, it's yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much for your just incredibly, incredibly kind words. Uh, I really hope one day to make it out there. Come check out your B&B, man. I think that would be, that is a dream and hopefully not a pipe dream of mine. But yeah, dude, I'm going to keep it up uh, (laughs) just because I'm a stubborn son of a bitch, man. (laughs) Anyway, thanks again, dude. And uh, yeah, talk to you later. Hey there, Joe. It's John again from the Red Dust Stories. Just finishing listening to episode, well, season three, episode 41 now. And obviously, massive congratulations on the amount of time you've been running your podcast for. It's always great to hear someone who's still got enthusiasm for it and is still going even after a prolonged period of time. Because it can be difficult to maintain that enthusiasm. But I'm really pleased to hear that you're still sort of going strong with the podcast. And I love, love, loved the the first messages that were all sort of put together at the end of the episode. It was really great to listen to like a little sort of time capsule, as you say, and great to hear some voices who've maybe sort of fallen a little quieter in recent times. So you keep doing the good work that you're doing, dude. I shall look forward to listening to many episodes in the future. Take care, stay safe, and I'll catch you soon. I love so much that you listen through those messages, John. I I totally agree. I I just loved hearing those. Um, yeah, there there are three folks on there that aren't putting out episodes anymore, and that's totally cool. But I do miss the hell out of them, and hopefully they come back around. But thank you, <clears throat> thanks, man. I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate your super nice words, dude. Uh, <laughs> my enthusiasm. That is the running theme. <laughs> of of these call-ins but you know i don't got much but i got that (laughs) so yeah man i'm still having fun out here still doing it uh coming in on my you know my unofficial but more important year anniversary this august and yeah man i just i'm glad you're listening i'm glad you're putting out your awesome show with your lovely wife it's been it's just been really fun, man. I, I've been really enjoying the hell out of RDD RPG these days. So, anyway, all right. Well, thanks again. And I will, yeah, I don't know, be more awkward when I sign off, I guess. Arfed here. Uh, just calling in to congratulate you on uh, 100 episodes. And I think you're coming up to your year, you said. So, um, congratulations on that really enjoyed your show the enthusiasm for your games is uh, unparalleled i don't think anyone else gets as uh, excited about upcoming games and enjoying the system i like that you keep it real you tell people what you think um i don't want you to change so hopefully you'll keep putting it out there telling it how it is and uh, just loving the hobby that's what comes across so keep up the good work and uh, look forward to the next 100. Arfed, dude, thank you so much. That message was, that 
really was really cool to hear, dude. I appreciate it. I do love this hobby. God damn it. I do tell people what I think and not everybody appreciates that, but that's all right, man. That is all right. Not everybody has to like everybody else in the world. That's just the way it is. So, um, I, I, I will try my best not to change, man. I still get excited anytime I'm jumping into a new game or learning a new system, man. And I'm going to do my best to continue to share that uh, because I know I enjoy hearing about the things that pump other people up. Um, yeah, so I just kind of want to throw some of that back out there if I can, man. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, dude, I really appreciate it. All right, everybody. That's enough for this rambly as fuck episode. Uh, I am not good at being concise in my storytelling when I'm recounting games, apparently. I will work on that in the future. But I'm just glad that I got in two games this week. That's a lot for me and probably enough for me. Uh, even though the 20th level game is done, so I'll just be going down to one. But who knows? Maybe I'll hop in somewhere else or run another game. I don't know. That's to be figured out at a later date. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much to uh, Spencer from Keep Off the Borderlands, to Darren, Arfed, Green, and to John Allen Large from the Red Dice Diaries podcast. Uh, I really, really appreciate your messages that was that was really cool so thank you thank you all so much and yeah folks if you want to get a hold of me uh you can hit me up on the anchor podcast at hindsightless uh you can find me on twitter i am at rat underscore blind on twitter uh yeah i'm the blind rat in the audio dungeon discord if you don't know but yeah hit me up i'd love to hear from you Okay, folks, that's it. I'm out of here. I've rambled enough, and I can't figure out how to end this thing. So until we talk again, peace out.